1: And we are back with you today. So excited to be here. Um, We are continuing to come to you with anything that we can that might help make your journey better. Mm. Um, We enjoy coming, talking to you about the experiences that we have had. And today we're going to talk about the process uh, that you go through once you set a vision. Like, how do you connect the dots? to get to that vision. And we found ourselves in a place uh, that we had to figure that out for ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we moved out here from North Carolina to Dallas, Texas, we were very young and no experience in business, (laughs) but we were told there was great opportunity. So we had big vision. We had known always um, that we wanted to own a business. We wanted an opportunity to that something that could help us make big money. Yeah, we really thought, rich. yeah, we really thought that that rich. that could happen. <laughs> and so we were chasing a vision when we moved to Dallas. Yeah. But the reality set in quickly because we got here and looked around and realized that we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We didn't have any resources. Right. We didn't have a team. Right all we had was a vision right and so we had to go through a lot of failure and a lot of learning lessons to figure out how to connect the dots mm. to get to the vision that we were chasing after
0: yep and so step one would be set a vision mm-hmm. right where are you and where do you want to go and, and it could be just as simple as you know well we're broke and, uh in our young 20s and we'd like to be older and rich Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It could be just that simple. Maybe it was even naive that we were thinking that way, but it could be just that simple. Uh, now, once you've got that, how do you connect those dots? Step one, we believe, uh, and this is, listen, it's for you, but it's also for those that you're leading. Um, and so as we're going through this, we'll try to talk about both sides of it, but make it feel doable. You know, when, when we first moved out here, um, we wanted to be rich. And so we moved out here on a dream and love but we didn't really know how we were gonna get to the rich part of that vision. So it had to, I I realized there were things I did not know. And so what it meant was in order for it to, to feel doable, I needed to increase my competency because when you're incompetent, it's really hard to feel like you can do something. If you don't know how to ride a bike, it's really hard to believe that you could ride a bike around the neighborhood. So you have to increase your competency. I had to learn, for example, for my own self, running ads to recruit agents. I had to, I had to, run ads and that meant uh, back in those days we were running in classified ads in the newspaper so I'd, I'd call the classified department of Dallas Morning News and I'd ask them for their their recommendations, their suggestions then I learned that they get paid based on commission and that came out from a conversation so then I started talking to other people I knew who were running ads and what did you see what are you doing that could help me avoid some of these pitfalls and I was learning from that and increasing my competency you know as people were responding to the ads and now I got to talk to them, I'm 23 what do I say to them? This is you know 23 Years ago, what do I say to them now? So I had to learn what worked and what didn't. I had to be okay with failing, just so I could learn from the failure and increase my competency. It's the same with uh, with leading somebody. Uh, as you are, when you are leading somebody and you are trying to help increase their competency so they believe they can do it, it's important that when they fail, that person looking to you for leadership that you are mentoring, when they fail, it's okay. You have to be okay with them failing. And you have to relieve the pressure for them when they fail. Uh, Help them shape that failure into a learning success experience, Mm -hmm. as opposed to failing and feeling like you're an idiot and I can't do this, I suck. Like you don't want them feeling that way. So as a leader, when helping somebody increase their competency, one of the biggest things I figured out is is you, you, you want to be a pressure relief valve instead of a pressure cooker and my right. mom used to always can when I was a kid and that pressure cooker would pressure those 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 jars sealed you don't want to pressure your 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 follower into being sealed instead you want to relieve that pressure and give them uh, room to breathe
1: yeah I also think competency for a lot of people is um, it's how they feel about themselves on the inside. Mm. Um, I think people who feel they look at their life and their history and they don't feel like they have a string of wins Mm. or um, they don't feel as if they were ever really very good at anything Mm. or they were ever really um, talented in a particular area, they may um, come into a A new business like an insurance industry and where they have to learn new products they have to learn how to go out and sell and interact with clients and they already have decided I don't know how to do that I'm not competent Mm. I'm not the kind of person who learns something new and does well at it because history has told them Mm. that that is true right and um and I'm breaking this up because for some of us, you know, we just have to decide. The thing is, the only reason that people feel that way is nobody ever taught them and told them that failure is the process to get to success. Yeah. And so they failed at something. Yeah. And so they quit. Right. And because they quit, they never wanted anything. Yep. Yep. And, um, and so I, if I'm talking to you today as somebody that you're like, wow, I, I see the opportunity of the, of, of the life insurance industry or I have something at my fingertips that I really want to do, but I'm very afraid that I just simply am not competent. I can't do it because I've never done it in the past. Mm. And all we wanna encourage you is the, like he was saying, the ability to become good at something is just simply the practice of doing it enough times until you get it right.
0: Yep. And really the second point in connecting the dots that I believe is making it believable. Again, as doing, going through it myself, making it believable, what I had to, I had to surround myself and not, I mean, there's, there's, there's some cynicism out there about some of this stuff I'm about to say, but I had to surround myself with success stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to surround myself with um, like like one of the magazines I still subscribe to is Rob Report. And so my vision was we want to move back to North Carolina and get rich. (laughs) And so what does getting rich look like? Well, the Rob Report is a magazine I looked at and I looked at these boats that rich people bought and mm-hmm. cars that rich people bought now i mean it was i was young and naive but i still look at the magazine because mm-hmm. that's what rich people are doing and i go oh i want that and i so you have to be kind of surrounded by that not not looking at all the lack that's out there but looking at at all of the um for me and, and wanting to be rich i had to look at what all the potential was out there i mean they're making these nice homes for somebody i had to had to start looking at them and believing that they could they're making them for me too like mm-hmm. somebody's got to live in it why not me Um, I I felt like I I needed to be surrounded by inspiring stories. So that meant I I needed I had to surround myself with people who were doing this Mm -hmm. and and shared the common vision of getting rich. Mm -hmm. Right. That we we wanted to we're walking together. And ideally, there were some people ahead of me in the process so Mm -hmm. they I could see. Where I was and where they were and how that just looked so much better and inspired me to work harder when the days got hard mm-hmm. um, and and then really, I think uh, talking I mean for us in our industry, me making friends with, Uh, different connections at the insurance companies Mm -hmm. helped me realize how big the industry is. The insurance industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry. 68 cents of every dollar in America flows through the insurance industry. It's crazy numbers. It's not sexy, it's not glamorous, but it is dominant. And, And when I started becoming connected with those different insurance carrier reps, I realized how big that company was, how big the industry was, how big the opportunity was, and it became more and more and more believable to me. Um, and they also would tell me about other success stories happening around. So that's, that's what I had to work through in, um, <clears throat> in, 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 in making it believable for myself. Now, how do I make it believable to people looking to me for leadership? It's the same stuff. I gotta tell them about the success stories. Hey man, I know you had a bad day, We can talk about that for a minute, but I want to tell you about somebody else's good day because there's other good days happening out there. It's not just the bad days happening. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I don't like this kind of lead type. I hear you and I'll listen to you for a minute, but I'm going to right around tell you about somebody who loves that lead type and here's why and here's what they're doing with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Absolutely.
1: I I think in our industry, um, you know, statistically, less, more people make less money and less people make more money mm. in our industry. But we are on a mission to try to change that. Yeah. That's why we're out there talking about the success and the money that we've made in this industry, yeah. because we know it doesn't have to be that way. Right. But all we have to do is change that in order for it to be different. Mm. All we have to do is make it more doable. Yeah. So now more of you believe that you can make money in the insurance industry and now all of a sudden you all of a sudden more of you are making more money in the insurance industry mm-hmm. it's weird how life works this way i mean i just read an article the other day that they're celebrating so they're celebrating a baby that was born and survived was born too early too prematurely the now would i don't I can't find the right words except for to say that child had a zero percent chance of living mm. because it was born so early and that child lived. Mm. So don't you think now that now there's going to be more and more babies born I think it used to be like 23 weeks was like the viable age you know as they begin to back that up, if a baby is born prematurely now at 21 weeks, let's say this child was born at 21 weeks and is the only baby who ever survived. Mm. Now there's going to be more and more babies who survive. That little child just made it doable for any other child coming in behind.
0: More can believe.
1: So, you know, you may be after a vision that feels like it's not very doable, like you know more people fail than succeed but you can succeed and you can change that for more people.
0: Yep. The third thing connecting the dots is make it intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be intentional in your education. I mean, this is as you're doing, intentional in your education, intentional in investing in your business, uh, intentional in developing relationships, 360 up, sideways, down, intentional intentional and, and intentional about having fun. And all of those are really important. But the last one is, to me, the one that um, is most important, the fun. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, the the two friends were talking, and they were like, you know, these days, it's almost become taboo to laugh at yourself and to laugh at absurd situations. It's almost like we're so worried about offending somebody because we laughed. And yet, and I heard this on a podcast, and I said, amen, because I thought, how in the world can you survive life? without laughter. Right. It just is so hard otherwise. And listen, as you're chasing that vision, whatever it is, if it's to be rich or whatever (laughs) it is, like if you're chasing that, there's going to be some great days, right? There's going to be some really crappy days Mm -hmm. and you have to learn to see the absurdity of it all and laugh just laugh if it's at yourself if it's at somebody else just laugh i mean listen i i i remember in college uh, our college had a lot of paver bricks that you know for sidewalks and you'd always see the freshmen. always said freshmen just trip over those all the time because occasionally a little paver brick is up and person trips over it did you ever laugh when somebody tripped over that <laughs> i mean honestly i did i did and so when i trip over that shouldn't i laugh too yeah if it's funny it's funny whether it hurts or not if it's funny later it's funny now if you're going to look back on that experience 20 years later and laugh about the whole right. thing, start laughing now. You've got to have fun in the process. Yes, be intentional in all the, the education, investing, and relationships. You may comment on that. But I want to comment on the fun because that's what gets you through. You know, they say that, that photographs are just the, the, the good memories that get you through the bad ones mm-hmm. as you're looking through it. And, and to me, that's the fun connects the dots and gets you where you want to go so much faster. And in the process, it's so, so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that being intentional is really about choosing who you want to be.
0: Mm.
1: Like, if you've got a vision that you're chasing that involves who you want to be and so you're going to be you're making those choices for yourself about how i want to be in relationships about where i'm going to invest my money and the things that i want to be known for Mm. um and when other people are interfering and telling you yeah you can't laugh or have fun or you can't make the decisions that you want to make that you know are going to get you where you want to go you've got to be intentional to choose for you Mm -hmm. and um I mean, intentional, I think, is one of those buzzwords that you probably can find a lot of great teaching about the power of being intentional. Yeah. Um, but really, it boils down to you choosing, you choosing you yeah. and doing what it is that you need to do to get to where you want to go. Yeah. And that is ultimately, I mean, when you're like you're saying, we're, we're hey, we're at point A. We want to go to point B. How do we get there? It's about connecting the dots to get where we want to go, and um, we definitely have been on quite the journey. I mean, we got here knowing nothing about insurance, (laughs) knowing nothing really about ourselves, um, and we were able to uh, build an agency a life insurance agency that has been sustained now for 15 years in this industry and been one of the top income earners in this industry and um and then we get to come and share those stories with you yeah so um so connect the dots
0: if you've got a vision you know where you want to go or even if you don't uh, if you need help with the vision, you need help with connecting the dots, listen, I encourage you to get on my calendar. I'd love to chat with you. Probably the easiest way to get on my calendar is go to the fitsgroup.org slash staff calendars. You'll actually see all of our staff on that page and anybody's got a calendar available. Uh, the fitsgroup.org slash staff calendars. Uh, but right on mine, next to my name, there's three options. The one you choose is general coaching. Just click on that. Tell me what you want to chat about and let's talk. Like, I'll help you figure it out. I don't know that I know all the answers, but I know the journey I've been on, and that gives me some of the answers you're looking for. That's right. For sure. Hey, you know what? Now that you you know, you know.